Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well for a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Welcome back to another mind-blowing, mind-melting, and mind-caging episode of Sirens of Horror. As always, I'm your mistress of evil, Ella Evella, along with her sister of sin, Ashy Slashy. And uh, let's just say for this episode, we're going we're going um, back to our you know once a month uh, American horror horror story episodes. Uh, and let's just say every every TV series has their terrible twos. Yeah, this one I've, I've watched it three times now. <laughs> three times, three goddamn <laughs> times. Because there's things, and what what pisses me off so much about this season is there are fucking gems yeah. in this season, but it is such a mess. It is so overrun, so convoluted, so, so much of the terrible twos. Yeah. That I just, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I definitely think that this was its terrible twos because every other, pretty much every other season, maybe except Cult, which I haven't seen yet because at the time it came out, it was not the right time to see it. Cult Uh, is without a doubt my least favorite season yeah so this is uh, at least above cult it's yeah. not my least favorite season but we also discussed i'm going to skip cult yeah i am not giving an entire episode of this podcast to trumpers which is the entire point of cult is yeah radicalized trumpers which we've now seen storm a capital and commit terrorism and insurrection. So no, you don't get an episode. You don't. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So on the episodes we're going to be doing about American Horror Story, uh, this is my least favorite. And it yeah. makes me mad that it's my least favorite. Yeah. Because like, it's funny. When it came out, like that's, for me, Asylum was the first uh, series that I saw. Okay or sorry, season that I saw. Um, because like I said, in our last episode, I, you know, it wasn't the right time to watch uh, Murder House. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll start with Asylum because by that point, those both, I think that Coven and Freak Show were all on Netflix. Ooh, good times. So I was like, okay, well, still not in the right headspace for uh, Murder House. So I'll just start with Asylum. Because, yeah. like, I even asked people, I was like, does it, you know, is it, like, a consecutive storyline? Do nope, I need we're to... going anthology yeah. up in this bitch. Yeah, so I was like, do I need to know what happened in the last season? And people were like, no. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll start with Asylum. And, you know, I was excited. because so I was like, oh, cool. We're getting, like, a creepy Asylum. Who doesn't love creepy Asylum things? Uh, one of my favorite uh, found footage films, Grave Encounters 1 and 2, because I love them both. It's mm-hmm. just a creepy haunted asylum. I'm always, if somebody's like, this is a horror film and takes place in an asylum, 
there is a 90% chance I'm like, I'm there. You have to make, let's go. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, okay. So we, cause it starts, it was funny, like watching it. I don't know if it was the way it played on Netflix this last time that I watched it, or I remembered it differently or what, but I remember it starting out with the kids, the two, the teenage, well, not teenagers, but like, they're probably our age because they're getting, they got married or they're engaged or whatever. They're, and they're like, like mid twenties. Yeah. Like mid twenties. Adam Levy just, like, I I love the fact that apparently he was such a big fan of Murder House. But he was he like, was I want to like, be on it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll be a dumbass that gets murdered. Like in the first episode. Sure. <laughs> and like, you know, so they storm or they storm in. They, you know, him and his, uh, bride-to-be are like oh let's go like let's sneak into the old abandoned asylum and, and like fuck. and fuck also why the fuck would you fuck why the fuck would you fuck why the fuck would you fuck in an old abandoned asylum okay i have had that question in my head because like a lot of people i know are like ella you're so kinky you're so weird you're so goth you know so much about like horror villains okay if you so know, know so much about serial killers and are so goth and so tattooed, why the fuck would you have sex in an asylum? I know that bitch has seen horror films. Mm-hmm. I know that bitch knows what the fuck is going on. You are just asking to be murdered. Not only that, I mean, okay, even like murder aside, that shit is rusty. That shit is grody. You asking for an STD up in that Yeah, shit. you're asking up, you're asking all the way for an STD. You're like, STDs come into me. Let's fuck on this rusty ass gurney that's got all kinds of shit on it. You don't want to know what's on that gurney. You really don't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, why would you fuck in an old abandoned, abandoned asylum? Old abandoned asylums are only for exploring and ghost hunting it. That is it. That's it. No fucking. We don't fuck in the abandoned asylum. No. And, and weirdly, I feel like that sets the tone for the entire show of Asylum. Yeah. Of it's cool and it's creepy, but why? That's yeah. the entire thing is, but it's, why? Yeah, because there's like so many different stories. You have bloody face. You have... The asylum itself with the, you know, the nuns and like kind of how they run it and everything. You have uh, aliens. Yep. You have Nazis. Yep. And then you have rape. Like oh, you're also forgetting. I was, I was listening off. You also forgetting demon possession. Oh yes. Yeah, well, I was kind of, I was lumping that into like the whole nun story. And zombies? Question mark? Are they? Oh, I you think mean they the, are the experiments? Uh, they're called the the raspers, I guess technically. I didn't. Now, know I don't they believe had a it's name. ever told us that that's why they're called the raspers. Yeah, uh, I'm you like, have I had no idea they had a name. Angel of Death. <laughs> Although I did kind of like the Angel of Death thing because I mean, you I would... love her design, mm-hmm. like with the like the veil and the wings and kind right, of the black, that, like, just like the very simple like black dress and the little like 1950s hat with the veil over her face I, I like and when she kisses you that's when her wings show up yeah i like her mc with jessica leg yeah spoilers there are so mm-hmm. many spoilers if you have not seen this season just listen to the podcast and don't yeah. hurt yourself yeah don't 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 put yourself through 
the bullshit that is this season. See, like I said, the thing that, that I feel like this is my least favorite season about mm-hmm. is uh, Bloody Face, uh, who is... Uh, Zachary Quinto. Dude, so he is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, I have had a girl boner for Zachary Quinto since I was like 12 years old. Same. <laughs> He is so Silent Heroes. I was just like, oh yeah, yep. first season of Heroes. He's that bad boy that's messed up but super powerful. But you totally want to fuck him and make him into a good boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, do not want to touch Zachary Quinto's dick in this thing. Oh god, but no. Still, him taking his shirt off isn't a bad view. I mean, minus the bloody face mask, it's a good yeah. view. Once the mask goes on, not so much. But he's terrifying. And having the plot line of Sarah Paulson playing a lesbian in the 1960s, where like she literally gets into the asylum for being gay. That's how she's put in, is yeah. that she's gay. Yeah. So we're going to shock you. And it's funny. It's so, like I actually kind of like wrote down a little bit, like wrote down a couple of notes about that scene. Like, hold on, I gotta. Scroll oh, down the aversion therapy scene? Yeah, I literally oh, wrote down. so disturbing. So, like, the first thing I wrote down was, Daniel is pretty. I feel bad for him. <laughs> Daniel is, like, this beautiful, insane Jesus boy. Like, he's just, he's, he wants to be so good, but he's so naughty. He's just like, well, no, I think it's even, not even that. I think he's just like, I am a good boy. I Like, who knows what Daniel's story is? I would love to know what Daniel's, like, story is and why we he's in the asylum. We season two, part two, Daniel. Right. <laughs> Mostly with him without his shirt on, just standing in the rain. Yep. I'm fine with him. Yep. Uh, but, like, even when, you know, even when Zachary Quinto is like, okay, Daniel, you know why you're in here. And he just looks so, like, so sad. And so, like, I feel He's bad. He's a wet puppy in the rain. He's he really a is. wet terrier puppy with giant blue eyes <laughs> in a rainstorm. Like, he even looks at Sarah just like, I'm sorry. Like, he gives her the, like, I'm sorry. He told me to do this. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a bad boy. <laughs> And like, so he takes off his shirt and I'm just like, oh, you're so pretty. I'm so sorry for you. And then like, just that whole scene, the whole version, like I even wrote Zachary Quinto is fucking creepy in the se- in this whole season, but especially the aversion therapy scene. It's just awkward as fuck. So uh, I guess we'll just go through weird ass parts of this. So I guess we'll start with bloody face. Yeah. So Bloody Face, who is played by Zachary Quinto and later by uh, the dad from... Who is uh, the dad from American Horror Story, who... Murder House. Yeah, uh, Murder House, who obviously, like every other actor in Murder House, shows up throughout various seasons. Yeah, there's... You really got to get used to being able to change characters very quickly. The only character I can ever get into, but we're not going to get into it. Is Sarah Paulson's character in cult. She just screams and cries a lot. It's like, I've, I've never wanted to slap Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Uh, God, it, do I want to slap Sarah Paulson in cult? <laughs> uh, but the actor that plays him later on in American Horror, or in uh, Asylum, uh, is Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott. There we go. I know I remember his name. Uh, but uh, Bloody Face is a serial killer 
who murders pretty much women. Uh, yeah, mommy at first did, you, mommy well, didn't I, love him, and yeah, mommy so you, gave him away. So yep. he's looking for the one. Yeah. And yeah, uh, he got some weird breast milk nursing king well that so, so that's that's johnny that's that's bloody face's son we'll get into that oh, a you're little right, later that is yeah johnny i because i constantly think it's quinto that has that scene yeah i did too and so i was waiting for it in the beginning i'm like where's that scene where's oh no it's later you're right because um, because they mix up quinto and dylan's kills so much because mm-hmm. they both have the bloody face mask yeah, that so you kind of sometimes I mix it up. Yeah, um, but no, Zachary Quinto's whole obsession is very similar. Like he's like, "Mommy didn't love me, so I tried to look for that love somewhere else." And that love normally does not get done well when you show up in a human face mask with a knife. Uh, I'm not particularly in view to make someone matzo ball soup and ask them about their day when they're wearing human skin. Yeah, that's just kind of a thing I have, I guess. I mean, yeah, like his whole his whole thing, like you know, when he does eventually capture Sarah Paulson, and like you know, brings her because he's like that whole thing of like I'm going to rescue you. We're gonna get you out of here. Oh, like, it's so twisted because he plays the white knight to Lana. He, yeah, so he, well, and you he does. You kind of love him, like he does so many fucked up things. Like he he gets Kit to confess to a murder. Uh, Kit is another character. He's played by Evan Peters, whose uh, wife gets abducted by aliens in the first episode, and they think he's bloody face. Yep, you yep. haven't seen Asylum. You're right. I just said a character's wife gets abducted by aliens. By aliens. And then they think it's because of a serial killer. Oh, you think aliens and a serial killer in one season of a show is weird? Keep <laughs> listening, wonderful fans, and see how much more this gets fucked up. And I don't mean fucked. Well, there are just some definitely like fucked up scenes. Oh, this, but this I don't season's mean... definitely the goriest. I think yeah. Asylum's definitely the most like. Not like, oh god, that's like terrifying, or oh god, that's creepy. Just more like, oh, that's nasty. I don't like mm-hmm. it. Um, but also like it, this entire season, not only is fucked up, it's fucked what the up. fuck? Yeah, it's, like what the fuck? The fuck? The complete like, absolute how did, fuck. How did we get to this? Like, I feel like in order to explain season two, you need one of those like uh string boards. It's it's the Charlie thing from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, just mm-hmm. with all the red strings. That's why I'm like, like trying okay. to connect to stuff. So we're gonna finish talking about Bloody Face in a second. Yep. Okay. So so for our lovely listeners, we're gonna go through a serial killer, and then we're gonna discuss uh, fucked up nuns, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna discuss demons, and then we're going to discuss Nazis. Then we're going to discuss Nazi experiments. Then we're going to discuss zombies. And then we're going to discuss aliens. That is eight things we have to discuss. In one season. 
And what's worse is some of these things, like I said, I want to start with Bloody Face. Like, let, let me start out on a happy note. Yeah. Like, I feel like Bloody Face the nun story and the Nazi story, like those actually, like they, they kind of coincide pretty well. Well, it's like a hotel has vampires, serial killers and ghosts. But I mean, that works. Yeah, it flows. So if you would have been like serial killers, Nazis and weird Vatican shit, like, okay, sure. But add in demons, it's like, "Mm, okay. Add in like, bloody mutated like uh experiments all right we're, we're hitting we're hitting a weird thing add in aliens and then let's just sprinkle in a weird ass dance scene oh oh and a killer santa <laughs> oh killer santa <laughs> oh yeah and we can't forget the killer santa this season is a fucking mess yeah uh anyway so back to bloody face Back back to the thing that makes me happy about this. (laughs) So Zachary Quinto just plays this slightly fucked up, but like also you kind of have that moment where it's like, it's the 1960s. Mm -hmm. Are you like really an asshole or are you just kind of doing what like you've been taught because it's the 1960s? And eventually he does get Lana out. He, Mm -hmm. He succeeds in his promise. Yep. And you're like, oh my God, duck. You're such a good guy. You're such a, why is Lana passing out? Why is Lana asleep? Oh my God, you're wearing her girlfriend's face. No, so the whole thing, like he first starts, he starts off with like, he is like pinned, like he has her on the floor. He's pinned her in the bed or something. They're in the living room. So I think it's on the couch. No, when he's like, he starts, he's cook, he's making the crook. Cause it's after she, uh, after he drugs her and she falls asleep, she's in oh, the okay. bed and she wakes up to the picture of her girlfriend. Uh, and she, part is so and she smells and so like, you know, good. she smells food cooking and in her mind, she's like, oh, I'm home. I'm my safe. Girl, I got I'm out safe. of the asylum. I got the asylum. My girlfriend's cooking me food. And then you hear Zachary Quinto say, didn't your mommy ever cook you crook monsieur as a kid when you came back from the playground and you're just like, she's not safe. And like that whole- you betrayed us. That whole crook monsieur scene. Cause it's- And that's kind of, and that's when he talks about his mommy issues with her. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he he got a lot of mommy issues. Mommy was a a raging psychopath and uh, Apple did not fall far from the tree. Actually, the apple fell, picked up an axe and took down the tree. Yeah. Uh, And later on, he ends up rape. Uh, Does he rape her after he shows her lawn? uh, uh, He throws in the girlfriend? Uh, Yeah, he rapes her after he shows her because he takes her downstairs where he's created that weird bedroom yeah. murder kill room. Yeah. Uh, and he has Wendy's face on and Wendy's teeth. That's right. Yeah. Or no, then, he, no, no, because he, he throws in her, like he has her frozen body in there and he was like, I kept her fro Like I, I thought she'd thaw out by now. Yeah. And then uh, she passes out. Then he wakes up and he's got the mask of it. 
and, he, then... and that's, yeah and that's when he says by the way she won't bite because i have her teeth and then he puts on the mask and that's and it like zooms in on the teeth part of the mask and you're just like no, 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 no. oh god no and then he he rapes her and then she convinces him to like take off the mask and is like come here baby it's okay my little boy and i'm just like oh oh so much is wrong on so many deep 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 yeah. deep levels but eventually uh in going back to the asylum lana gets the upper hand Mm-hmm. And eventually shoots and kills him. Yep. Uh, after finding out she is pregnant, attempting, uh, in my opinion, the most disturbing scene of the entire show, mm-hmm. which is a, a coat hanger abortion. Yep. That they do, I, I will, like I said, this is, in my opinion, most disturbing mm-hmm. visually. Yeah. Not for being like creepy, like, Creepy definitely goes to Freak Show. Freak Show definitely mm-hmm. has like the creepiest shots. Yeah. But Asylum is just like like Eli Roth level shit sometimes. Like Hannibal Holocaust hostile like pan away pan away. I don't need to see this. Yeah. They definitely do not pan away. No, they don't. And I think that was very interesting coming from Murder House where the only really kind of like horrifying scene is her is Zoe's body. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the only like when Agnes gets hit by the bus, you don't see it. Uh, I guess you have the Infantata that's a little creepy, but the Infantata is maybe on the screen for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going back to saying that word as anybody who listened to our first episode knows. I just like saying the word Infantata. <laughs> uh, but yeah, season one of Murder House is pretty tame. Mm-hmm. Uh, the later seasons, like Covenant and Dark Ones, Freak Show. Uh, Hotel's got some real fucked up shots. Uh, Hotel probably has the worst scene. Yeah, if I just got a shiver out of Ashy, she knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but this was definitely a step up for gore. Mm-hmm. Like, it never was super, like, you don't see anybody really get, like, ripped apart. They don't use a lot of blood. They use a lot of prosthetic makeup. Mm -hmm. And just they linger on shots very close to like people's faces. Mm -hmm. And this is a season that really showed uh, Evan Peters, Sarah Paulson, Jessica Lane, Zachary Quinto's real good. I'm using the word good because I don't I don't want to give it a better word. So I'm just going with good Mm -hmm. way of making me to my core uncomfortable with facial expressions mm-hmm. like you get like 30 seconds of a wide shot and then just goes into like evan peters or paulson's or lang's face and you it, it gives your brain uh, you've already seen what's happening and now you're just seeing their face so everything else is just colored in beautifully yeah 
But yeah, the scene, the scene that you're talking about, the uh, coat hanger abortion scene is definitely like, you're just like, oh God, I'm, I, I am actually watching this scene. Yes, I am actually watching this scene. It, it takes you a few times to be like, I'm watching this. I'm watching this. And uh, it does not work. Nope. And, and in uh, fact, like, it's funny. Like, I love that whole scene when she's with um, uh, Lily Rob's character. Uh, Shelly. Shelly, yeah. When she's with uh, Sister Shelly and she's like, oh, I know. I know. Oh, she's no, like, Shelly's the uh, the one that magically gets pregnant from the aliens. You're thinking of the other uh, nun, the demon nun? Yeah, yeah, the demon nun. Uh, that is Sister Mary. Yeah, thank you, Sister Mary. Uh, that's Lily Rob. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Lily Rob's character, Sister Mary, she's like, she even, like, she's talking to Sarah, Lana, and Lana's like, oh, well, I already took it. Like, she's like, oh, you're, you're pregnant, blah, blah, blah. We're going to make sure that you have a safe pregnancy. And she's like, no, I took care of it. And she's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, also at this point, uh, the, the sweet nurse has been inhabited by literally Satan. Mm-hmm. Literally Satan. Not, not, not a demon, Satan. Yep. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, we, we've pretty much, well, I was saying we, we haven't covered Bloody Face yet because we still have the spawn of Bloody Face. Yes, the spawn of Bloody Face 2, the revenging. <laughs> uh, so it, she kills Zachary Quinto's Bloody Face, gives birth, and says, like, kill it, pretty much. Yeah, she's pretty much like, I don't want anything to do with the baby. And there was a scene where it's crying and crying, and the woman's like, I, you know, the midwife or nurse or whatever is like, trying to like you know shake the baby not shake the baby but like you know rock the baby in her hands comfort it and she's like i've tried giving him formula i've tried everything he's not taking to the formula he needs his mother's milk and she's like get that spawn sire away yeah she's like no i am not going to do that absolutely not she's like just but he needs it like just he's like no let it die that bastard raped me i'm not getting near his offspring yeah valid yep and you know like she finally like Finally, it just gives in. But after that, she's just like, okay. Did it done. once? I don't want it. Get rid of it. Uh, and then we go into, like how we said, uh, the first scene of the show is a weird-ass golf couple being like, ah, oh, look, everything's rusty and covered in dust and formaldehyde and, I don't know, uh, sweat God and electroshock. What? Let's fuck. <laughs> Yeah, because... let's fuck on the electroshock bed. Yeah, so I'm weird. I'm <laughs> weird. I, I am very willing to admit, hi, my name is Ella. I am kinky and weird and really into death and really morbid and really macabre. If somebody tried to, like, make out with me, not even fuck, make out with me in an asylum, I would be like, you keep your hands off of my ass and look for evil spirits. Because mm-hmm. the moment we start making out, have you not seen like most of 80s slashers? The moment you wake out is the moment he's come through the door frame. Mm-hmm. I like the spooky, but I also like the whole like living thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of being alive. Me too. I am, I am definitely a fan of being alive. Yeah. So, uh, no, don't do that. 
Uh, and then they are brutally killed by what we find out to be bloody face copycats. Mm-hmm. They're friends. No, they're because thought... thought... uh, Dylan's character kills both of them. Right. Johnny kills both of them, but I thought it was like, or no, it's the cops saying, oh, like they thought it was like, oh, just kids playing a prank on each other that went yeah. wrong. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But pretty much it's two guys that have taken over the bloody face uh, mask and they kill people that have to the asylum. And they think they're so cool. We kill people like bloody face. I don't know. That's how I imagine they talk to each other in their yeah. grandma's Same. basement. <laughs> and then actual bloody face shows up and kills them. Mm hmm. And then as uh, now, like, 70-year-old Lana Winters is doing a uh, interview, uh, Dylan McDermott shows up and reveals himself to be the new bloody face because they're, ta- they're interviewing because there have been bloody face murders. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you think it's a copycat? Do you think it's this? And Dylan McDermott shows up with a gun, killed dear old mama. So... We forgot one very, very... I do not want to talk about the prostitute scene. It's weird and creepy. Don't yeah. talk about it. You're going to make me talk watching about it, it. Yeah. Well, I'll just say watching it in the current state situation. If you have not picked up, uh, uh, we have a, a little uh, tadpole <laughs> growing in uh, Miss Ashy's swamp. <laughs> put it that way <laughs> That's a little I, 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 it sounded better in my head but I'm going with the tadpole <laughs> yes uh, I am expecting so watching this scene Ella's currently oh! dancing because she, she she's very excited to be the anti-siren <laughs> I'm very excited to be anti-siren um, but yeah watching this scene in my current state oh, was God! just yeah I was like okay because I like briefly at like for the second like I was preparing myself for it in the beginning because I thought oh it happens in the beginning okay I'm prepared I'm prepared I'm prepared and then I kind of forgot about it because of how convoluted this fucking series is oh this no fucking scene you forgot about is. the weird breast sucky scene and then it happened and I was like oh fuck no oh god why oh god why no Squawk it and be like, Chris, I need you to hold me for a little bit and not ask questions. Yeah. I needed some aftercare after that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he then later reveals himself to Lana uh, at an interview. Yeah, I'm and like, you can go on with that weird ass scene. This is probably my favorite scene, though. I really did, like, I really did enjoy the, like, the reveal of the spawn of bloody face like well it's not just that it's just like lana just goes and he's got like a gun to her mm-hmm. and she's just like it's not your fault it's well, mine yeah it's mama's come to mama and he just falls into her mm-hmm. and the gun slips out of his hand and she's like it's not your fault you should have never been put through this and he like lifts his head up to look at her and goes it's my fault and shoots him in the bah! fucking head. Yep. So before that. And I'm what, like, Lana Winters, murderer of two bloody faces, bitches. <laughs> she is our final girl for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about a little bit before that scene, though. Uh, the interviewer is talking about, you know, she's like, she's talking about Lana being pregnant. Yeah. 
you know, she's like, well, you were pregnant with, uh, you know, uh, Thredson's child and blah, blah, blah. So like, how did you deal with that? She was like, well, I didn't want to raise him, but I, you know, I was like, I wanted him to be raised, just not by me. Yeah. And, you know, she even mentions that whole brief period where she was like, you know, there was a brief period where I actually thought, you know what, I'm going to find him and, you know, maybe I could potentially try to raise him or at least get, you know, put an impression on him and just say, I'm sorry, I couldn't raise you, but I hope, you know, I I hope you're a good kid. And there's that whole scene where she sees him uh she doesn't know that it's like does she know it's him no he's he's like there as like a pa no no no. i'm talking about the scene where she's talking about where she finds him as a kid because she's she's like talking about it to the interviewer oh where she sees him at the school yeah uh, no she knows which one is her son she knows yeah. which one is okay. Johnny. yeah so like yeah she knows which one is johnny she finds him and he's getting beat up by like you know some bully, bully. guy being called a faggot and all of this stuff and she like you know because it's the 70s and being gay apparently was terrible look at our fashion guys yeah we're missing out uh you know so he's being called all of these slurs and all of this stuff and she stands up for him she like she i don't push the kid away or something and says you don't fucking talk to him like that whatever blah 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 and you know, she like goes down to the kid's level and puts her hands on his head and she's just very comforting. And he was like, I can't remember what she says to him, but like it cuts to um, Johnny as the PA sitting in the other room, eating a donut, actually kind of listening to what she's talking about. And remembering and, that's, that was and, his mom. Right. And remembering, oh fuck, that was you. Yeah, because you wouldn't remember. You just remember there's some lady that did yeah. this nice thing for you when you were six. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the story of Bloody Face and Bloody Face 2, The Revengeing Son, <laughs> would have been a great series. And I would mm-hmm. love to spend the next 30 minutes just continuing to talk about Bloody Face and the idea of the, the lack of a mother in a child's life and how that affects a man's masculinity mm-hmm. and toxic masculinity in society, especially in the 1950s, especially when a woman's attracted to another woman. How does that take down a man's idea to be masculine if women aren't attracted to you? I mm-hmm. would love, I would love nothing more to talk about this. But sadly, we have to move on to Nazis. No, uh, after that was the nuns. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I think I just wanted, I because I, I'm talking about it, so I just have the shitty okay. image okay, in we'll, my head. We'll, we'll move, we won't talk about it in order, because really this season- There is, is so, no order! There really is no order in this season. <laughs> so yes, let's talk about the Nazis. So you got, uh, in the asylum, there is Dr. Dr. Arthur Arden, plays by James Cromwell, who uh, is a Nazi. It's Mm -hmm. not even like he might be a Nazi. No, they bring in a Nazi hunter. He is a Nazi. He does physical experiments and is super, super creepy. Yeah. And yeah, creepy. So in the middle of this asylum, their head physician 
is a Nazi and is performing experiments on the women, one who believes she is Anne Frank and performs a lobotomy on her, who's a nymphomaniac named Shelly, who's like a great fucking person. You know? Mm-hmm. She's great. I, I like Shelly. Yeah, Shelly has a great scene where she's like, I was five years old and I figured out how to masturbate. And if any guy was like me, you'd call him a stud, but you call me a slut. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, for 1950s girl, are you getting all the snaps? Mm-hmm. But yeah, she pretty much tries to escape the asylum and uh, is met with also uh, what the Nazi doctor is doing, which is apparently making an entire horde of um, gut-consuming zombie raspers, mutants. They're never particularly explained. Yeah, they're just these things in the woods that eat the flesh and guts of the asylum. Yeah, and what, are they alive? Are they dead? Are they people? Do they have thought? Never particularly described. This is also a very big problem I have this season, is (laughs) there are some things in other seasons that are fine. How do the Axemen come back in Coven? He's a ghost. Sure. What else? But this is a very, very, very big plot thing of the reason why people do not escape from the asylum. And it mm-hmm. is never fucking explained. It's Deuce Ex Nazia. Yep. Um, and there's Shelly, who's an infomaniac, who's great and powerful and takes no shit, says fuck off to the nuns. And um, so what does this amazing character get? Where we're in an asylum in the 1950s. So she gets her legs chopped off and boils everywhere. And yeah, like he literally injects her with... I, we, it's never described, but it's chemical yeah. X. Yeah, he injects her with something that we're going to call chemical X. And she gets boils and she's just like, like all, you know, creepy, creepy. and pus filled and just it's terrifying yeah and like in my opinion also one of the scariest scenes ever is uh sister mary who will deal with in a little bit of why she does this mm-hmm. uh to kind of protect dr arden takes shelly and goes to a school to drop off shelly yep just okay we're gonna just we're gonna deal with you we're gonna put you somewhere that you, you know, go, it, a you grocery go, store, a park, any, I mean, I know she's possessed by Satan, but even Satan, come on, it's an elementary yeah. school, Carol. Like, she just kind of drops her off somewhere. And you and, find out it's an elementary right. school. And Dr. Arden's like, children. oh, did you deal with her? And she's like, yep, she's gone. We won't be seeing her ever again. And then you cut to these kids playing at elementary school, little girl chases a ball, and then sees mutated legless Shelly like crawling up the stairs and freaks the fuck out. Validly. Um, and then Shelly gets sent to the hospital to get fixed. Oh yay, Shelly's gonna get better. Oh look, the Monsignor is here. The Monsignor is going to choke her out and murder her with a rosary. All right. Well, I'm glad we're doing the Catholic Church justice. <laughs> so we've discussed uh, serial killers, Nazis, and zombies. Uh, we're now going to move into part one of nuns. 
there are three parts for nuns. Mm-hmm. We have nuns and monsignors, mon- nuns and vehicular manslaughter, <laughs> and nuns and demons. It's my it's my like a uh, angels and demons series. <laughs> nuns and demons, I like it. Nuns and monsignors, nuns and vehicular manslaughter, and nuns and demons. <laughs> uh, so nuns and monsignors. So there are two main nuns in the uh, asylum, Sister Jude, played by the incomprehensible, stunning, powerful Jessica Lange again. Yes, chef's kiss Jessica Lange. Uh, There is a scene in the second episode where she's putting on her nun accoutrement Mm -hmm. and has this bright red slip that's on below it. And I legitimately think I bit my knuckle like a Jewish grandmother. Mm-hmm. Like, and that shot, I don't care that Jessica Lane's like 55 in that scene. I am like, mama, mm-hmm. I will do your, I will, I will buckle your shoes. I will, I will do whatever. <laughs> yes, sister. I've been a bad girl. I've been a bad, bad, <laughs> bad girl. Um, I, I maybe wouldn't want her. I would say she's very attractive in this scene. Yes, I did bite my my knuckle like a Jewish grandmother. But I don't know if I'd want her to punish me. Yeah, the scene with Sister Mary gets a little uh, intense. Plus her, her a plethora of canes is terrifying. One person's terrifying is another person's good Friday night. Well, some of those canes, sure. <laughs> Maybe not the barbed wire cane. Okay, I, I would drive my line in a barbed wire cane. Uh, even Ella has standards. <laughs> so we have uh, Sister Jude, played by Jessica Lang. Mm-hmm. Sister Mary. Played by uh, Lily Rob. Yeah, uh, also known as we always just call her, our Misty Day. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the doctor's wife from American Horror Story, Murder mm-hmm. House. And the Monsignor. Well, I believe this is his only season in the show. Yeah, I don't think he's ever in any other uh, seasons. So Sister Jude is the uh, rigid, tyrannical nun controlling everything. Sister Mary is the sweet, virginess, uh, doe-eyed one. Uh, but you find out Sister Jude and the Monsignor have sneaky dinners once a week. <laughs> where they dine on delectables and wine and ooh, it's so scandalous it's so goddamn it really scandalous. is uh that whole scene is basically in her mind like of this they're di- they're having dinner no i'm still the- saying like having like steak and wine when you're a month senior and a nun like minus the her pouncing him and the ripping off and the, and the red it's still scandalous well, for the 1950s in in an asylum yeah i was gonna say though that scene that you're talking about. She doesn't actually pounce on him. That's all in her mind where he's like giving her the wine. She's like, oh, remember, I don't imbibe. And he was like, oh, right. And she's like eating the steak seductively. And then all of a sudden it cuts to her and her red negligee and he's sitting on her lap. And it's just like very romantic. That's all in her head. I know, but they still have their dinners. Their dinners they do, are yes. They still have their dinners where they talk about like, oh, you know, we'll get out of this place and you'll be Pope and I'll be right by your side. And Yeah, that's still scandalous for me. Yeah. Uh, it's not as scandalous, but like... Although she does try. She's like, as he's talking about being Pope, she does undo her habit just a little bit to where it's just like, you see the cleavage. 
there's just a little bit of boob, a little bit of boob in the habit. Yeah. Like just, just a little bit of cleavage in the habit. And he's just kind of like, <clears throat> oh, oh, titties. Oh, I, I don't do titties. Mm-mm. No. So, so <laughs> this seems a lot for, for mm-hmm. nuns, right? Oh yep. no, we're not done. You eventually find out the reason why sister Jude is a nun is she was the town troll and a bar singer and uh, definitely killed a small girl in vehicular manslaughter. Or so she thought. No, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. She she ran over the little girl. No, remember there's the scene, later on, there's the scene where she, uh, like she ends up, when she's like gone, she's out of the asylum and she visits the family. Oh, you're right. And they find out like, they just she just clipped her. Yeah, like she was like, she had a bunch of broken bones and shit, but she's actually still alive. But Jude thinks she's on this. So Jude yeah. uh, also, you know, thinks she's a murderer. That's a lot for nuns, right? Mm-hmm. We got we got some uh, senior, we got some like really heavy, weird disciplining. Why would we add anything else to nuns? Oh, what about adding Satan? Yep. Let's just add so, Satan. Why yeah, not? So if they bring in this like teenage boy who like their parents think he like the scene where she's interviewing the parents for the first time. Yeah, he freaking ate a cow with glowing yeah. red eyes. He's like, yeah, you're possessed, kid. Yeah, they, they're like, she's like, well, he hasn't been himself. Well, okay, yeah. He, and like, even Sister Jude's like, well, yeah, he's a teenage boy. He's, he, uh, well, I yeah. I do he, love that little scene where she's like, well, he's a teenage boy. It's like, do teenage cows rip out throats of their cat? It's the dad. And yeah. then it goes he's like, to a teenage- shot of him yeah. naked like, over a right. cow. He's like, he's like, do teenage boys actually do this? And she's like, no. Yeah, it's just a shot of him over a cow with blood all over him that he turns and has like very bad 80s like style glowing red eyes. Like this mm-hmm. is not their best CGI moment of the show. <laughs> but he's just got his glowing red eyes and blood and just goes like, like Yep. And then, well, okay, yeah, that seems possessed to me. Yep. So they bring him in, and the Monsignor is sent to do an exorcism. Or no, is it Monsignor that does the exorcism, or do they call in a, a priest? The uh, the first is the the sisters try to pray for him first. Right, right. Because that's when you get the when he just seems like a little weird, and then Sister Mary leaves. And then Sister Jude's in the room and like the door slams. That's right. And that's when he's like, uh, put it in your mouth. You've had 53. I don't, why do I remember that number? I don't know. <laughs> it's like you've had 53 cocks in your mouth before. What makes mine every different? You were the horror of your town and you killed her. And that's mm-hmm. when she runs out and is like, <gasps> my past, I'm such a good nun. Nobody mm-hmm. can hear about my that I didn't actually kill anyone and I was you know young and sexually active so who the fuck cares <laughs> but it's uh, the 50s so yeah. everybody um yeah and then they bring in the, the priest the monsignor to exercise him and Mary is in the room because she's like I just you know because she, she's she wants to be support she's like I need to pray for him I need to be there oh she's in the room Mary you just you 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 little lemon tart and then all of a sudden oh she faints oh she was probably just overwhelmed or or scared 
the de- Satan definitely hasn't jumped out of the dead because the boy dies during yeah, the exorcism. That boy dead. He very, very, very dead. <laughs> um, and jumps into Mary. And now Mary goes on this whole weird ass roll of uh, earlier in the first few episodes, it's been very shown that Dr. Arden, the mm-hmm. Nazi, has a thing for our little blue eyed, blonde haired, pure nun. Mm-hmm. No idea where he could have gotten that from. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a Nazi. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to say, though, I really, I mean, Lily Robb is an amazing actress. So good. I do, I did really like her like whole transformation from being the sweet little doe-eyed nun to her very slow transformation of showing, oh, the devil has actually possessed me. Like- I will admit this is Lily Robb's best season mm-hmm. for, for really getting to do her acting chops. Yeah. Um, especially there's, there's a scene uh, towards the end where you see her with the angel of death Mm-hmm. Uh, where the angels like you're, you're she, the angel of death calls a cousin mm-hmm. of you are one of mine but fallen cousin yeah and there's a, a quick moment where it's like she's happy and then uh, sister Mary like breaks through for a second mm-hmm. and she's just like kill me kill me please for the love of God kill me take me and then just jumps back into it it's like She's very happy here. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching that just being like, can someone cast this bitch in Jekyll and Hyde? Like, yeah. damn. Like, I would love to see her as female Jekyll and Hyde. Like, that quick snap was so impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, by the end of it, the devil is exercised out of Sister Mary. So we've now gone through two serial killers. Mm-hmm. Nazis. Zombie muted chemical X. <laughs> uh, Monsignor is killing people. Uh, nuns thinking they've committed murder and nuns getting possessed. Are we done yet? Oh, no. No, we're not. <laughs> no. Uh, we're now, I'm, I'm going to end it. So I'm going to end it on what pisses me off the most. But this is something I constantly forget happens. I have to bring in murder Santa. <laughs> so and we're not ending on murder Santa. There's so much more than murder there's Santa. There's so much more. Uh, very but, well, so quickly, there's a girl that goes to the asylum that thinks she is Anne Frank. She is not Anne Frank, but no. she thinks she's Anne Frank. That's yeah. fine. Also, there is a legitimately like the name game full dance song. I don't. We don't even have time to get into it. We so cannot. I, in an hour and like 20 minutes, we don't have enough time. We won't get into it, but I do have a freaky fact about that. Okay, let's pull that freaky fact out now. Maybe that'll calm down my anger rating. It was Jessica Lang's idea and suggestion to do the name game musical number because she wanted to do something light after filming such a dark season. I don't blame you, Jessica. I don't blame you at all. I would want to do a name game scene too. Just like, fucking hell, this season is so goddamn dark and convoluted and fucked up. I I, I need some aftercare. I need some happy. Can we do a musical number, guys, please? Can I just do a crazy name game thing? 
Uh, yeah. Also, you forget there's like Grace, who's uh, this girl in the asylum who's there for killing her parents, mm-hmm. uh, who you find out did kill her parents, but her parents sexually assaulted her. Penny's there, uh, who also plays Penny in Freak Show, because she's born with birth defects. Pepper. That's it. Pepper. It's Penny in this season. It's Pepper in season yeah. four. Um, so in the asylum that just has never been exposed, there is a uh, our third serial killer. Third. <laughs> but he... he- he has only one episode where he's pretty much the serial killer. Like, where you see his, still, like, serial killer it's thing. it's three yeah. serial killers. It's three goddamn serial killers. At least when American, like, story hotel did it, it made sense because they did the right. Devil's Night episode. Right, and it was like, these are all famous serial killers that everybody knows. But these, this was just random was just serial like, killers. Two random made-up serial killers. Three. Because technically, it's bloody face and return of bloody face, the sunning. <laughs> the sunning? The sunning? The sunning. I'm, I'm not keeping a, a consistent name for this. I'm, I'm coming up with this on the <laughs> fly like every time. Uh, uh, there is a killer Santa who's just a crazy person who dresses up like Santa and murders people. So, uh, the Monsignor... Well, you find out why he dresses up as Santa and murders people because he was gang raped on Christmas. Yeah. Because we don't have enough rape or fucked up things in this season. No. So we also have to make us slightly feel for the serial killer Santa. Why does the serial killer Santa need a backstory? (laughs) Also, speaking of serial killer Santa, that Christmas episode, oh god, that Christmas tree. That entire episode is so fucked. Yeah. It's so fucked. Like, I will say again, you know, props to Lily Rob being all like, you know what? We're going to celebrate Christmas this year after last year's weird debacle, which is when you get into creepy killer Santa ends up killing somebody. Um, she's like, after he only last year. one person. This year he kills like four. Yeah. Uh, She's like, after last year's debacle, we're going to celebrate Christmas because Sister Jude is not here anymore. And I'm in charge now, guys. So let's have Christmas. Yeah, you've left even Satan have in charge of the asylum. What could go wrong? <laughs> Everything. Uh, she's like, we even have a tree. Oh, so sad, though. We don't have anything to decorate it with. Why don't we? Uh, we'll improvise. It's and like, like there's syringes and masks and, and there's containers. An ear. Oh yeah, there's, there's a fucking ear. ear. Like, where did that ear come from? Who chopped off their ear and put it on the fucking Christmas tree? Ash, we're in a sane asylum. We don't ask the question who chopped off their ear and put it on the Christmas tree. We go thank you for your decorating skills. I mean, valid. But it's just kind of like, wait, which one of you has the missing ear? <laughs> that's that's the question is having to go through and be like whose ear is first of all recently missing right because that was a fresh ear that was that not was like, a very fresh ear that was not like oh this ear is you know I from mean technically uh, the the weird cannibal guy with the long hair eventually rips off even santa's ear mm-hmm. so they could have uh then we would have had a matching pair of ears if he doesn't swallow Maybe. it 
Uh, but yeah, this so is the problem with this season. <laughs> Why am ears. I discussing serial killers, demons, and now ear Christmas trees? <laughs> there's ears, there's syringes, there's those like long tubey things that go into your body, like as the garland. It's it's creepy. It real fucking creepy. And then she has all know. of the women. This is my favorite part though. His sister Mary has all of the women lined up with little bows on like a lock of their hair. And she goes, Chip! and is chopping off these locks of hair with bows on them into a basket to hang on the tree. Yeah, because the devil up. is in charge of Christmas, guys. <laughs> Warning, if there is an ear on your Christmas tree, the devil might be in charge of your Christmas. <laughs> Also, Ashy, I'm totally going to sculpt you at an ear now. Huh? I'm totally going to sculpt you a little ear for Christmas. <laughs> and I'm just going to put it on your tree, like, when you're not looking, though. <laughs> just that way I can get a text one day of, is this your ear on my Christmas tree? <laughs> I think I'm going to do the same. I think we should do the same. Just, like randomly show up at like you know like I've, we both have like christmas parties or whatever and we leave and be like there's an ear on my christmas tree it's gonna get weird because you know because it's us we're gonna have to one-up each other every year <laughs> so it's gonna be like a finger the year afterwards a foot the year before <laughs> that and then just like one day we're gonna walk out and it's gonna be hung with like guts and like a dead baby head <laughs> on top maybe not a dead baby head no, I meant like a doll one. Oh, like a baby okay. doll. Yeah, baby doll head. Definitely. Like with the weird, like clippy eyes, like with the big oh, eyelashes. Yep. <laughs> like the the one from Toy Story. Yeah, like it'll be like a creepy, weird Toy Story, American Story silent tree. <laughs> but we'll like set off a notica- notification that way the kids don't see it. We'll be like, oh, the kids are going away for a night. Oh, that's great. I'm sure you guys will have fun. <laughs> You decorate the tree all creepy. <laughs> uh, as long as we don't, as long as we don't traumatize the godchildren and the nieces. Well, at and least nephews, until you know, once, and then once they're once they're old enough, they realize, oh yeah, our our aunt and mom are crazy and have this weird obsession with horror. So we've kind of accepted the murder Christmas tree at this point. <laughs> Just at some point when uh when they visit, we there's a foot on the tree. We stop questioning it. They laugh. They laugh a lot. We don't know why they keep laughing, but they laugh. And then, like, you know, they invite their friends over, and they're just like, don't worry about the murder Christmas tree. They're not actually murderers. They just have this weird-ass thing that they do. With murderers. With murderers. These are all parts of murderers. (laughs) And then it's like... You got me a Gacy ornament. It'll be like a hand with like a balloon animal attached to it. So you know it's Gacy. It's like, oh, that's so sweet. And then I give you like a blender with an arm in it for Dahmer. <laughs> oh, you went Dahmer this year. You knew I read the book. <laughs> and Josh and Chris are just having a beer. Totally like, unfazed. This, like, this yep. is our life. We have accepted this. I don't think anything shocks them anymore. They're just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, now that I've had a, a happy conversation about murder Christmases to come, <laughs> I feel prepared to discuss this. So, 
Let's do a rundown again. We have one, two, three serial killers. We have evil monsignors that want to be Pope and are willing to kill people for it. We have who we think is a murderous nun with a background of liking sex. Cool. We have Satan nun. Uh, that's about it. That's all I gotta say. I think Satan eventually comes out of her, but we still have Satan nun for like 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. We have Nazis. We have zombie mutant Nazi thing. Experimentations? I don't know. It's weird. It's creepy. I really, really don't like it. We have murderous Santa. We have Christmas tree of ears and doom. We don't need anything else. This seems super convoluted. We wouldn't have anything. I was trying to do the X the the X Files theme song. Welcome to the Cyber Files. <laughs> In this land of this terrible season of American Horror Story, we shall now add. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, Why aliens. are there aliens? I don't know. Like. There's so much in this season. So okay, much. So, we don't need aliens. So the the first episode, Evan Peters is married. The 1950s, and he's, ma- and he's married to a black woman in the 1950s. So this is so everybody in this town hates him and yeah. is mocking him and everything. And he's like, I don't care. I love her. She's the woman I'm supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, aliens abduct them so because before we get to that i do want to say there's that so there's the, in that beginning scene she's like oh i cooked a roast da, 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 and they're making out like a nice little 50s housewife yep she's like but they're making out and uh my favorite line that he says i even wrote in my notes i want evan peters to tell to tell me he's not hungry for my dinner i cooked him and instead he's hungry for me oh. like that whole scene i was like I want to be her. Move. Move. Let me pop in there for a minute. (laughs) Also, I am so, it's so weird of the, first of all, Evan Peters, I think, has the widest array of roles in American Horror Story. Even if you just look up from season one to season two. Season one, Tate, serial killer, sociopath. Kit, I want to make Kit dinner. Mm-hmm. I want to bake Kit a pie. Kit deserves a pie. Kit does deserve a pie. Kit deserves a pie and like a good, like, I want to tuck Kit in. Yep. Kit deserves a good, loving housewife. Yeah, he had one until aliens took her. Why, aliens? Why? Uh, I have no idea. They're never explained. Ever. Yep. Ever. Throughout and the like, series, they're the in alien, episode one. Yeah. Uh, they then show up to Jessica Lange. No, they show up to Jessica Lange's character and the power outage. Oh, right, and right. And when, she- when Grace, Lana, and Kit are trying to escape, one right, of right. them confronts her, uh, mm-hmm. Sister Jude, in a hallway and is straight up like, 
some weird combination of like close encounters of the third kind aliens and the signs like it's big like, they're fucking big. yeah they are big aliens and then uh halfway through the show grace who's like i said like killed her parents but her parents molested her so like i i'm on your side girl uh gets abducted for like half an episode and then comes back nine months pregnant sure yep all right uh, but then, because there's that whole scene, so let's let's discuss the alien pregnancy. Oh, uh, I would prefer not to, but uh, if well, we just must... like, it's well, just because the fact of like everyone believes that Kit's wife is gone. Yeah, She's so they dead. abduct Kit and Grace. Right, they abduct Kit and Grace, and alien shit happens you know everyone knows bright lights yeah the bright lights and the other things prodding and probing and alien noises and alien noises uh and kit survives but supposedly his wife does not alma does not but then when grace and kit get taken up again you do see alma who is alive Yep, Alma's there. Who's alive? Alma's been chilling out and in then, an alien spacecraft for like three years. Why the fuck not? You know, the aliens are doing their prodding and probing thing to Grace now. And Alma's just like, just let it happen. Just It's going to be okay. Let it happen. And then cut to nine months pregnant Grace. It, it feels very Stockholm Syndrome with Grace. And it's real creepy and it's real weird. And then, like, Grace eventually has twins, and one is white, and one is black. So, the idea is that Kit got Grace pregnant via alien weirdness with one baby that was him and Grace's, and one baby that was him and Alma's, is the only theory I've gotten out of that. Yeah. Which I'm just like, we just to- had Satan nun. We just had a, a nun possessed by Satan. Why the fuck did you feel the goddamn motherfucking need to impregnate a character with two different women's babies? One who has been abducted by... Why did we need to put this in here? Sorry, listeners, if you can't tell, I've been holding on to this rage for like eight years and I'm still not fucking over it. Nope. I don't think any of us are. And uh, then the show kind of ends. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like they, what's funny though is I even wrote in my notes, they do kind of live this cute little semi polyqo life at one point. Yeah, it's like, it's weird because like it gets up to episode nine and then it's like an epilogue episode like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really do anything because it's kit grace and jude and they're all raising the kids together and jude's kind of like their cool like aunt slash grandma and grace and kit are together well so that jude that's after so uh jude being their grandma is a little bit is a little bit later than the polycule thing because polycule happens and oh yeah because 
she comes back. Yeah. So there, uh, Alma comes back. Grace, Alma, and Kit are all living this cute little polycule family with their this two perfect kids. Perfect little triad. Perfect. Like a perfect little, little triad. triad. And you know it's sweet and adorable. And then- you know what? Alien abductions, mental asylums. At that point, I'd want two partners to support me all the time. You can't. You can't lean on just one person. We gotta triangle this shit. Yeah. Uh, and they live their cute little polycule life. But then, of course, the aliens come back. Because why would the aliens not come back during an epilogue? And their whole like, and then Grace is like, uh, or uh, Alma is starting to freak out. And Grace is like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's fine. And then Alma is just like, no, it's not fine. You killed your family. And then just hack, 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 hack. Murders Grace with a fucking hatchet. Yep, murders Grace with a fucking hatchet. Which leads to probably one of my favorite scenes, one of my favorite scenes of Evan Peters, where he's just covered in blood, holding the axe. Meanwhile, Alma's in the corner, just like, oh God, what have I fucking done? Oh God, oh God, oh God. Uh, Grace, Grace is, is very, very dead. Yeah, Grace is very, very dead. Body is on the floor. And you hear, I think it's Thomas. I think it's the little boy. Go, daddy. And then Evan Peters just, daddy's gonna be a while. <laughs> like holding this axe just covered in blood. <laughs> and uh, then it goes for like a little bit and Alma kind of runs off to like live her life. Yeah, Alma just, dis- she doesn't even run off to live her life. She just disappears. I mean, you got married, you got abducted by aliens, your baby got put in somebody else. You then came back and lived with your husband and the person had your baby and have your babies. And the aliens make crazy, so you kill girlfriend, wife, sister. Yeah, Alma, you know what? Go to Fiji. Go to Fiji for a few years. Have some mimosas. Um, but eventually, Evan Peters gets taken up by the aliens in a very comforting kind of way. Like, Evan Peters doesn't seem to be scared of the aliens. Or so we think. Yeah. And then it's Jude because, yeah, kids. because yeah, Jude with the kids and Evan Peters with the kids. Yeah, because Jude, the, the Evan Peters Jude, because the idea is for after Alma leaves and Grace has been murdered, Jude comes back. Yeah, and Evan Peters French a single dad. And well, Jude's- yeah, like Jude because he he rescues her because Jude is now in the asylum. Yeah, Remember, he gets her out. Yeah, he gets her out. Also, and it's the again, 70s now, so we got right. fringe vests. <laughs> uh, again, props to Jessica Lang. She plays insane really fucking good. That's the thing. The idea is like she, I think they say like she's been in there for 15 years at this point. Yeah. That's uh, enough to make a sane person go crazy. Yeah. Uh, so he rescues her. And, you know, he's, she's kind of living with them. And it's like this whole, like, we had to detox her. Cause I mean, she was in a fucking insane asylum and they were just shoving meds. Up. Yeah. Doping her up, shoving meds in her mouth. Like she needed to detox. So yeah. she detoxes and then it's like, oh, things were good for a while. And then she has her freak out with the kid. And then the kids are like, it's okay, daddy. 
and they walk out into the woods and disappear. Yeah, it's weird. And then come back. And Jessica Lane is suddenly sane. Yep. Jessica Lane is perfectly sane and she's grandma now. Yeah, well, we should. I'm I'm not, I'm not going to ask about the kids. I can't do this. I'm like, I know we're pushing time. And my brain already hurts. So, so uh, yeah, that's the convoluted se- uh, season two season. All um, right. Uh, I'm going to bring up my favorite scene uh, to start us off with before I do my um, ruling of it. Because mm-hmm. it actually is one of the last scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see the angel of death early on in the season where she has a conversation with Satan. And it, it's towards the end. Uh, the kids are both like teenagers at this point. Evan Peters is getting pretty well on in age. If he hasn't already been taken mm-hmm. by the aliens, I don't recall. And she's in her bed alone. The kids are gone. She's got this quilt up and the angel of death shows up. And she's like, I'm, I'm ready to go. It's like, I didn't think I'd ever be here to take you there. She's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? She goes, this was not supposed to be a fun ride for you. And the idea that Jessica Legg's character of Sister Jude has redeemed herself so much mm-hmm. that she is going to heaven. That Her idea of heaven and then the, the angel of death leans down and kisses her forehead and then kisses her on the lips. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful and tranquil and just the look on Jessica Lang's face of like, she's held herself as such an evil hiding underneath a veneer of good that she, when she finally became a good person, she was a good person. And Mm -hmm. just that, that end scene of seeing her get taken off by the angel of death to what is presumed whatever heaven is is so good and it's like okay I get one goddamn complete fucking story (laughs) I I feel like that was the only complete fucking story in this episode yeah like sister Mary burnt with a Nazi like shit just got weird okay I got one start to finish story that I can like understand comprehend and I'm kind of here for I, I think I would agree with you on that being my favorite scene. Um, also, I know we didn't, because this whole season is just convoluted as fuck, that we didn't really get to get too much into any of the freaky facts, but I did find oh, one more. Oh, I was more. getting freaky facts with, oh, you were. with our scoring. Oh, okay, okay. Because that way we get out of the way, do freaky facts, okay. because I'm kind of scared. They're actually pretty fun. I'm excited. Okay, I, I need that afterwards. Uh, my rating of this, uh, uh, 0.5. It, yep. it, it it angers me so much because like bloody face gets a four mm-hmm. like jessica lang's performance is a five yeah in this uh evan peters is so good but the problem is i was literally discussing this this morning and forgot bloody face was in this season mm-hmm. it's it's so convoluted and so messy and they put just so much into it. I, I, as chunks, 
it's really, really good. Yeah. As a full 13 episode season, it's a dumpster fire of like <laughs> Monet's and Van Gogh's and gold. Like, yeah, everything in this fire is beautiful, but you shoved it all into a dumpster and you lit the shit on fire. I, I agree. I don't, I wouldn't even, I would not even give this, this season a one. It does not deserve a one. It is we are angry at you season. We are angry at you season two. We are angry. Um, all right. So let's go to freaky facts. Yeah. Corner. Let's, let's, uh, let's kind of pep ourselves back up after that dumpster fire of a, of a season. Oh um, God! I, I I like I'm like what did I talk about 20 minutes ago? I don't even remember anymore. So, uh, so let's see. My first freaky fact is Briarcliff is inspired by a real hospital in Massachusetts called Danvers State, which also inspired Arkham, the Arkham Asylum games. I really hope it's like the style of the asylum, not the things that went on. Yeah, like it's it's the it's the style of the asylum. Okay, I was making sure they didn't have a Nazi and a demon there. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the crew hand built the entire set for the asylum. Over 50 to 60 carpenters helped assemble it. Damn. That, that's some work. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that is a lot of set dressing and a lot of set building. Yeah, seriously. Lots to those carpenters. Good on you, carpenters. Yeah, Chet. <laughs> like, as a. As a set builder in college, props to you. Go check. <laughs> um, after filming intense, so this is one of my favorite ones, and I thought this was actually kind of adorable. Yeah. After filming intense scenes for Asylum, Lily, Rob, and Zachary Quinto would play the guitar and the banjo for the cast. Aww. Like, I just imagine the two of them playing their instruments and singing and trying to make this dumpster fire and you know this dumpster fire happy especially with like it, especially with the intense scenes in this, in this I mean, series we because deal with rape we deal with molestation we deal with god we deal with nazis like there's a lot of yeah. really heavy shit in this season so thank you zachary quinto and lily rob for entertaining and caring for the cast thank you those those crew members go through a lot of feelings too yeah they, they appreciate it yeah uh paulson signed on to play alana winters without even knowing what the role was that's awesome the first scene she shot as lana was when she undergoes shock therapy oh well that's a way to get you in the mindset of a fucking role let's do shock therapy yeah Paulson's work in Asylum was some of the hardest and most emotionally draining acting she's ever done. Well, valid. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's a fucking Lana Winters goes through hell. Yeah. She said, there were moments where I did go into a corner on the set and just bawl my eyes out because I was just very, it was a very traumatic thing to, do, to play. Yeah. Yeah. Do not blame you. And those are my freaky facts. Uh, this has been an episode of a dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> I'm happy I got to talk about it and yep. nothing more than I hope my complete and total indignation has amused you, dear listeners. <laughs> I'm not watching Bridgerton, so I'm not going to just immediately go into my Lady Bridgerton or uh, my Lady Whistledown voice. My <laughs> dear readers, 
listeners, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, the, the biggest issue is there are seasons of American Horror Story. Uh, look at you, Roanoke. Look at you, Colt. Look at you, Apocalypse. That, that lack a good story, that lack a good heart. And the problem is I feel like I have to juggle 17 hearts and 18 plot lines. Mm-hmm. I, I truly wish they would have broken up American uh, story, American Horror Story Asylum into like three seasons. Yeah. Let, let me just deal with demon nuns. Let me just deal with bloody face. Let me just it's funny when this came out and I would see all the, like, speaking of like, you know, promotional stuff and like setting yourself up for what you think this season is going to be about. Yeah. I remember all the promotional stuff for Asylum was like, okay, like some of it was like, you know, like there'd be pictures, like a picture of like a creepy ass, like run down, like, you know, Asylum. I remember the was, white like, nun with the black yeah there was the white nun with the black tears and just said asylum yeah you know ahs asylum and then there was another one that was um like just a shot of like the mental hospital like an empty mental hospital or the bed or it was either the beds or like the bathroom okay but it was like you know it kind of gave you that like chilling like oh it's gonna be in a you know ghosty asylum yeah like ghosty asylum it just and that's kind of what you thought was going to happen. It was going to be some weird nuns and some creepy asylum and aliens. And then you get the dumpster fire and you're disappointed and sad. Like I said, I think the problem is I feel like they went so simple with Murder House, but Murder House is great. Murder House is in every, I feel like anybody that I talk to that's a big fan of American Horror Story, Mm -hmm. Murder House is always in their top four at least. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's not groundbreaking, but it's good. Yeah. It's good, it's solid, it's great. And I feel like with Asylum, they tried to break out of that mold, but you, you don't break out of that mold by breaking literally the entire house. Yeah. I mean, you 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 t- you built the house and then you took a bulldozer right to it. It's, it's not good. And like the thing that I, like I said earlier angers me about this is give me a whole season about Jude, Mary, and the Monsignor. Mm-hmm. Uh, showdown. Their, their relationships are great. Even add in Dr. Arden. That's really cool with his like obsession with innocence mm-hmm. and virginity. And then like the thing he's lusting after gets possessed by literally Satan. Like mm-hmm. how he deals like that. That would be great. That would be perfect. You know, yeah. or just deal with like the serial killers and the reporter or killer Santa or something. But it was yeah. just so much in one. It was, it was so complicated. Yeah. Um, I know we mentioned our Patreon a few times. Uh, we have a rather big announcement today. Uh, starting this month, the moment we get up to 10 Patreon subscribers will be a time we start our very, very first D&D game, which of course will be hosted by my amazing husband and one of my favorite DMs to ever exist, Joshua Henry, 
as both Ella and Ash make their way across a haunted landscape of horror, demons, and the grotesque, pray to God, no psycho nuns with a serial <laughs> killer and an alien attacking us all at the same time. And as always, you can find us and check us out on these sites. Instagram, Facebook, and our Patreon. Uh, and next week, we are super excited for... Uh, we for our next episode we are actually going to be hooking up with an amazing indie uh horror movie actress and write, writer and director yeah writer director and lead star uh yeah that kind of knocked my uh spooky socks off <laughs> uh we next week we'll be doing an indie film called i blame society i love it so much it's amazing <laughs> uh so yeah we'll be actually having a guest on next week and that guest will be Jillian, who is, like I said, she wrote this film, she directed this film, and she even acted in this film. And her acting in this film is amazing. She's so, a freaking goddess. I love her to bits and pieces. And I've never spoken to her, and I already love her. Yep. So we're excited for next week's episode, and we hope you guys are too. It'll be an amazing thing. Uh, I felt super uh, blessed and cursed. <laughs> that they reached out to us uh, to do this. And I'm super excited to get Jillian's ideas on horror, the macabre. And uh, of course, I'm kind of into it because it's found footage. So <laughs> right in my alley. <laughs> and as always, good, bad. We're the girls with the mic. See y'all next week.